Good evening, good afternoon, good day, whenever you're listening to this. Hey welcome. Y'all. Welcome to Teen Danthea Podcast, our couple's marriage loving podcast that we do. Greetings, darling. How you doing? Hey, babe. How's life? Great with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Cut me my check. <laughs> so, um, this week... Um, this episode, I don't even know if I should say this week because we don't do them as much as we should. So yeah. we'll say this episode. Yeah. This episode is um curated by you. Oh, look at the pressure. Put the pressure on me. Hey, it's curated by you. This is your topic. This is um your idea. Mm-hmm. Mm, great idea. I think it's cool. I think it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. To, um, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. Oh, I'm always interested to hear what we... Saying how we bounce off each other about these mm-hmm. topics. So, because it's never planned out, you guys. I just want y'all to know. Nah, and it's better it's not planned out. Yep. It, it would suck. Our if responses we, are clearly authentic. <laughs> it would suck if we had the whole conversation <laughs> beforehand and then just recorded it. That sucks. <laughs> Who wants to do that? So, anyway, go ahead. Okay, so we're talking about that head game today. That head game. Yeah. All right. Getting and giving brain. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Everybody's leaning in right now. So <laughs> yeah, everybody's leaning in like what? They're talking about what? I knew she was a freak. <laughs> so go ahead and let the people know what you talk about. <laughs> what we're talking about is intellectual stimulation. <laughs> there you go. We're right. talking about stimulation, but on the intellectual level, yes. So everybody took a, uh, everybody leaned back and took a like a sigh of relief, like oh, I don't think or, they or to they're go. going boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I thought I don't they was people actually want to know us that well. Yeah, I don't think everybody wants to know us that well. So, um, intellectual stimulation. I think they do. I think that's the only reason they tune in. They're just waiting for the day for us to say something that they didn't know. That they didn't know. I think Mm -hmm. so far, I think people found out a whole lot they didn't know or they didn't think or believe that we we deal with or discuss or have going on in our relationship. Really? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure people think we're, uh, I think a lot of times people think we're very robotic in our relationship. (laughs) Like we're just... (laughs) <laughs> Two married uh, AIs just yeah, just holding <laughs> we, hands. We just hold hands. We just march around. Putting our magnets together. <laughs> <laughs> we go to work. <laughs> we come home. <laughs> we raise our kids like real streamlined. Like people, I don't think people realize we we get our emotion on. We get our uh, love on. Oh, we definitely get our emotion on. Look, good God Almighty, y'all! <laughs> if y'all only knew, there's some crying up going up in this house. Boo-hooing. Yeah, tears and snot. Boo-hoo. 
So let's get into it, babe. So go ahead. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about is, um, you know, we talk about we talk to our friends a lot about um, relationship stuff, and you know, um, <laughs> you know, when girls get together and guys get together, I don't know what the guy conversation is, but mm-hmm. girls talk about sex on occasion, right? Mm-hmm. Crack a couple jokes, but most of our conversation is about how we are. Like, you're not going to hear me really talk about specific sexual acts that we do in the bedroom um, to a very minute level. But I will talk about how it made me feel like, uh, um, how am I going to explain this? Like, leading up to, right? So, if you talk, if a girl has a really great meets a guy and has a really great time with him. She's going to talk at length with her friends about everything that led up to sex. Okay. Like they they will say, oh, girl, yeah, the sex was great and this, that, and other, and girl, this was wonderful and da-da-da-da. But your friends are going to ask you, girl, tell me about the day. Tell me, okay, start from the beginning, start from the beginning. Because they want to hear the buildup. To what led to that? Yes, and and women are oftentimes, from my experience, um, grateful and looking forward to. That's the best part. If you think about it, for most of the females I know, anyway, and I don't want to put everybody in a box, so I don't want to. Don't come for me, uh, podcast world. But what I will say, it's been my experience that most of the females that I know. They get excited about the buildup of anything. They get excited about the beginning of the relationship and, you know, that infatuation stage and all of the stuff that starts. They like the date and what happened next and then it led to this and then it led to that. And it's the same way, I think, as it relates to sex. For me, it starts in my head. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you... Want the best out of me this evening? <laughs> or any evening? Thi- you need to be thinking about it in the morning. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Um, and that's not always the case because you know that that would kill spontaneity. But what I'm saying is, I think if you want the very best out of your wife in a relationship, that generally um, how you satisfy her mental leads to satisfaction in other areas that most men don't plan for. Like, I think a lot of men go through the necessary or they have the basic knowledge of, you know what, I need to um, say nice things to her. I need to be kind. I need to um, do this, that, and another because she's going to respond to that. She likes that, and that will get me laid. But I don't know if people actually take the time to say, you know what, her satisfaction is my goal. Um, I think you're correct in that. Because I think a lot of times men equate satisfaction with 
having physical, an orgasm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the physical response they get from a woman. So it's like, oh, yeah, well, she was screaming, so she's satisfied. Oh, or she was moaning, so she's satisfied. And that's just the mentality. That's, the, that's what you've been. That's the um, masculine type of thing you've been taught from a child is like, yeah, you're doing this. Oh, yeah, if she's making all that noise, you did you did good. Right. You satisfied her. You you pleased her. And men aren't taught to, um, generally, men aren't taught to satisfy on other levels. They're not taught to, they're taught to wine and dine, but they're not taught to right. they don't, have they those ever, discussions and have those. Yeah, they don't know the why. No, I think some, I think you learn it as you grow older as a male, but it's not something that's taught to the younger generation. It's not like, hey, man, you need to know, you need to take care of your body. You need to sit down and talk with her or your girlfriend or whoever. You need to sit down and talk. I need to just chill and talk sometimes. It's always it's always an end game type of situation, an end game type of conversation. Like, oh, you need to spit your game so you can get her tonight. Or you need to buy her this or you need to take her yeah. here. You need to do this to get to the end game. It's not like you need to just... No, just talk to her. Just y'all just hang out. Y'all just learn each other. Y'all just build together because she'll appreciate it more and you'll enjoy it on the back end. That's just not the conversation that's had. Yeah, and the back end is um absolute whoredom in the bedroom. <laughs> is it whoredom? I, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think the most satisfied man is a man who has satisfied a woman. Yes. Because I think a woman who is satisfied will reciprocate in a way that the man could have never gotten out of her just by doing the rudimentary um, functions that have been kind of bred into men, especially in the United States. Like, oh, you know, like if I I'm going to buy you flowers, I'm going to, you know, so mm-hmm. it's what I've seen other people do. It's what I watch on TV. It's what I see. Yeah. But what if she has allergies? Like, it's not even, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so not it's taking not, into account. Right. It's, you're it's not almost taking, like you're, fo- you're following a, a game plan. Yeah, like, you open like up the book, book and yeah. like, this is, this is what's supposed to happen. You you're going to run this play. Then you mm-hmm. do this, then you do this. And that is true in a lot of ways because I think men are the complete opposite Especially at a younger age. Yeah. Because we won't sit and have a discussion about the date and about what nah, we did. Nah, y'all are smelling fingers <laughs> and trying to figure out. Nobody, nobody smelling fingers. Yeah, what they, yeah. What are these? <laughs> Nasty looking. Are you 10, 11? Oh, you, you talking about that young. <laughs> at, at this oh. age, when you're young, you just, like, you're, you're talking like, hey, what happened, what happened to you and Shorty? Oh, yeah, you know. We went out, we was kicking it, and then we went back to the crib. And that that is at ten and eleven. That, no, I'm saying as you get older, when you get oh, older, you start okay. doing stuff. That is the conversation that's had. I'm just saying, in college, I've hung around a whole bunch of dudes, and all I would see them do to each other is be like, "Yo, I saw you with Shorty last night. She had a fat, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, bro. That's hey. what I'm saying. That's the conversation. Oh, it's, so awful. it's awful. That's the conversation. Awful. The conversation is really." That's our explanation it's of very crude <laughs> of, of our date. Like right. I said, y'all explanation is, oh, what'd you do? What'd you wear? Where'd you go? How did it happen? What did, did, he, do? What did no. he say? Our conversation is strictly oh, like that's so sweet. Nah, our conversation is what happened? Word, true. You went to the crib? Oh no, I went back to her house. Oh, I see you, I see you. <laughs> that's our that's our discussion of a date. And then it ends there. Like we don't talk about what we did or who did it unless 
Oh, unless you it's, sure about that? Unless it's a certain type of female. If it's a certain type of female, then it's like all bets are off because I can tell you whatever because if you get your chance, go ahead and do what you want to do. But if it's somebody that you halfway care about or somebody that you want to continue doing what y'all doing, you're not yeah. going to tell anybody anything like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sure you're tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're going to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to go into too much detail. Yeah. Well, cer- certain. So I said it depends on you know, it depends you, you on the female. You're a bit of a gentleman, Daniel. No, it depends on the female. I'm telling you, it depends you on said, the female. No, I'm not a gentleman. <laughs> I'm not saying no. You just. <laughs> all I'm just, saying is this: it depends <laughs> on the on female. Yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it depends on the female. Just in my life, I've been on both sides of this conversation. Oh man, <laughs> where I've I've been like, oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I went back to Caribbean. You know, I did my thing I and left it at that. Imagine you and talking been, so crude. Like <laughs> it's that. been crude conversations. I was like, man, oh, let me no. tell you. Oh no, <laughs> let me tell you. Listen, this is what you got to do if you ever decide to do it. <laughs> so it <laughs> be on both sides. Why you only get faced like that? Because I. I <laughs> I'm trying to digest this information. And I'm also thinking about the fact that nowadays there's such a role reversal between males and females that they are um, internalizing this very masculine approach to their sexuality. Um, And I was talking about this with someone today. um, And I was talking about how I love Jasmine Sullivan (laughs) <laughs> right and i know you crazy yeah and her new album is like like a reverse thinking type of thing like if a female was to think like a dude mm-hmm. and um which has been done several times but i think the, the way, way she, she does it on this album is, kind is crazy of raunchy yeah it's vulgar in a lot of ways it's it's like it's like um intertwining um well it feeds into this whole Sexual liber, liberation Liber- yeah, of women right uh, now, and, and that being a hoe somehow <laughs> makes you sexually liberal. It's, it's like I'm not a hoe. I'm just I'm just, I'm just free to do what I want to do. Having sex with you know whomever. <laughs> I'm just in swinging the most, this thing around. Yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm working, and I think I'm more traditional in nature. And I think everybody that knows me knows I have very traditional values about it. Um, even if my behavior has not always been traditional, my value system absolutely is. And so while everybody's had their moments, all I'm saying is I wouldn't want my child to internalize that somehow sharing her most valuable assets, which is her body, um, with random people is in some way a form of female liberation. Mm. I don't view it that way. And so when we talk about, you know, you know, your head game in marriage, um, there's so much conversation about what it takes to keep a man or keep a woman. And it always goes back to um, a lot of sexual stuff for people that have a superficial understanding of what marriage is Uh or any relationship for that matter. And I wonder if there's, much value given to um, the role of stimulating each other in a way that is absolutely not physical. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to touch me. You don't have to be near me. You don't, you can literally turn me off from a distance by your conversation and how you consider me. Yeah. But I think what, 
what blurs the lines are the individuals who intentionally try to do it because the whole idea behind it for me is to do it through just your general conversation. When you begin to target that type of thing, now you're like, you're really focusing on, Oh yeah, I got to talk about this. Oh yeah. I got to, I got to start a conversation to kind of build her up and, Oh, you talking the, about like Carl Thomas where he was like, check this out, baby. Uh, yeah, the sun, the moon, the stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the quasars and all that. Yeah. Like when you start doing it intentionally, <laughs> it loses something and it begins to, people begin to be on guard about conversations. Motive. As opposed, yeah, exactly. It's motive. It's yeah. Motive. So, but if you just have that general conversation and just understand that it takes a lot of communication to be in a successful relationship and communication is not always strictly Hey, did you pay this bill? Hey, are we doing this? Hey, that's not always what communication has to be. Communication is just a general conversation, just like you would have a general conversation with somebody at work or one of your one of your buddies. You need to have those type of conversations with your spouse, your significant other, girlfriend, boy, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're doing. You need to have those conversations with them because those general conversations are what makes you all feed off each other and build that bond and that love for each other. Yeah. And I think if people think, oh, you know, um, like evidence of it, right? <laughs> you remember like, so uh, I get a little, I'm a little thought off, right? So if a woman makes you laugh, I'm like, oh, okay, what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> right? If um, you talk about an interesting conversation you had, my thought is, oh, that is interesting. And then we might talk about it for a whole 30 minutes to an hour. But I'm going to circle back to what? <laughs> Why was I having that conversation? Yeah, and who were you <laughs> having that conversation foolish. with? Because you're, because, because you're special. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is, that uh-uh. is unrealistic for you to have a full-blown good conversation. They'd be like, wait a minute. Why would you talk to this person about this yes, anyway? Yes, I, I, I don't mind. Look, I love having intellectual conversations with any and everybody, right? But there's a certain level of communication between a man and a woman that at some point it's, it, it becomes a stroke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's Do you know what I'm talking true. about? It, it, for, for men, I think it's like I just talked to her. I mean, she was nice to talk to us. It was a good conversation, but because women are so in tuned with the importance of conversation and having a good conversation, like that's the good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of women that, you know, they, they just, I just love a man that can hold a conversation about things that matter. You know what I'm saying? Um, because the days of that are getting slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. It, I like some of the young men at my job. I can't have a conversation with because one, I'm I don't want to talk about who sings the trap music that you like. Um, I don't want to talk about sports. I don't want to talk about how the black man is held down, but you can't explain to me how or generational, you know, learned behavior. There's there's just nothing there. It's just an empty conversation. And I'm not saying all young people, but I'm saying like it's slim pickings for I think that. um 
I agree to a certain extent, but I think a lot of times the environment dictates certain people's conversation. Yes. So like a lot of times people, people who we work with, people that work will have a certain conversation with you. Yes. But if you talk to them outside of work, they're in a totally different space and how they think and how they communicate. Because of the fact when they're at work, they don't something like, yeah, I'm at work. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do what the masses are doing. I'm going to do whatever. But when they outside of work, they have a whole nother kind of conversation, kind of mind frame on how yeah, they want to Yeah, but you know, I, by, by nature, that, that type of um, dual personality foolishness kind of... It's the mask. It's hard for me to... Well, not even the mask, because I, I mean... I'm very different outside of work versus at work. But one thing that's consistent about me is my communication. Yes and no. Because there's some conversations that you'll have at work that you will not have outside of work. Like your ratchet conversations that you have at work, nine out of ten times you're not going to have them out, outside of work. You, I'm more likely to have ratchet conversations outside of work than say, at work. I mean, when, you, when I say that, when you have those moments where it's you and, the, and your trusted circle at work, You'll just be laughing and goofing off about things you see at work. But outside of work, if we walking in the store and I point something out to you, you're like, baby, don't do that. That's not nice. <laughs> don't don't talk about people like that. That's not nice. Mm-mm. <laughs> I think, I'm not talking about like cracking jokes and stuff like that at work versus at home. I'm saying like having an intelligent conversation with someone mm-hmm. um, that that should be happening in any time. In the environment. I get you. I, I don't understand how, well, how it's not you, happening. Yeah. How okay. you relegate ignorance I get that. to one specific location in the same okay. breath that we can be joking about somebody's tennis shoes and saying, what are those? Mm-hmm. We can also talk about, you know, the, the impact of, you know, Michael Jordan and his brand. On black society and the materialism that's related. Like, it can flip very quickly into something different. You know what I'm saying? So, I just feel like people that don't have another level, and if it's an educational issue or, you know, they don't have a level of exposure, that's one thing. But to have better, when you have the ability to. And you don't follow through with it. I get that. Yeah, and you just, I, I don't, that to me. So, I just... Like when I see, like when I talk to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can have a conversation, and you can literally have a conversation with me in the morning that keeps me going for the whole day. Like I'm in my head remembering, oh, he said this. I'm gonna ask him this. I wonder if he, because you know, I my shirt right that I have on right now says what, babe. <laughs> Hold on, let me overthink this. That's what you do? <laughs> yes, hold on, let me overthink this. I got it straight from Walmart because I loved it. Because it's so me. Yeah. So for me, I'm someone who that verbal conversation works. Mm-hmm. But it also has to come from a place of um, authentic. Yeah, it, it, authenticity. You, yeah. You're not going to be able to get over on me with shooting me that. Carl Thomas conversation that, you know, mm-hmm. baby, the sun, the stars, the moon, you know, I just wanted to, you know, no. like that, that's not going to work on me because if it doesn't match up with how you move, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I just feel like it's game and it turn it turns me, it does the exact, it turns me completely off. Yeah. And I think that's where it's, I think that's where it's come to 
where people are using conversations for a goal instead of just like you said, just have a general conversation. Just this let's just intellectually stimulate each other. Let's hey, I wanna see what you're thinking. Yeah. I wanna actually and a lot of time when I have those conversations, a lot of time it's a learning thing for me because I just wanna learn about you're ridiculous. I just wanna learn like what you're talking about because you may say something that I have absolutely hadn't had a clue about or I just hadn't thought it thought it out that far. Right. So as much as you overthink stuff, your overthinking helps me a lot of times because sometimes stuff you you'll say, I'm like, oh, I didn't even think that far. I didn't even think about it from that perspective, and it'll give me a whole new insight to a topic. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can see how that happened. I didn't think about that. Maybe that's why situation B happened and situation C happened. And it gives me a, a further map to understanding things, and that right there is what. Should be happening I think that right there is what Keeps marriages together even longer Because it's more to look forward to It's more to think about It's Mm -hmm. more than just coming home And expecting All right, we're going to talk about these bills We're going to talk about these kids We we might watch some TV or I I think that's why this podcast for us works Because even if it wasn't being recorded Even if we weren't sharing it with other people the conversation, right? It reminds yeah. me of, okay, so when me and Dan met, Dan was doing this thing on the, um, you doing internet radio. Yes, that's what I was doing on um, blog talk radio. Yes. Um, and I had only known him for a little while, but he was like, listen to my radio show, tune in, da, da, da. So I tuned in one day. I was, I was in college, so my time was valuable. So I was like, I'm going to tune in. And we wound up having these, um, I think we were chatting in the chat room, mm-hmm. right? And I found myself, like I would chat in the chat room, and then I'd find myself in a private conversation with you about whatever it is that y'all were talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's how you used to, uh, it's probably you spitting your game then. He's <laughs> probably trying to get me then, <laughs> saying all type of random stuff. You were drawing me in back then. I just, I just wasn't uh, aware of it. I thought you were just having general conversation with me. I love the way I'm <laughs> the. Pre- I in. love the way that I'm the predator in this situation. <laughs> I love it. Somebody's got to be. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, we was having good conversations, and that's when I realized that we have so many of the same values and the things that we believe are aligned. Mm-hmm. And it was a give and take. I didn't feel like you couldn't keep up with me. You know what I'm saying? Like. If I say something and I talk about and I know, you know, I tend to start conversations halfway in the middle Mm -hmm. of the conversation that was in my head. And you have to adjust and play catch up very quickly in order to get to where I'm at. So I really appreciate that when I have conversations with you, we are just constantly peeling back each other's onion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And every layer is something different and unique. And sometimes, you know, a layer that we peel back change a whole nother color because it's just like, you know what? I used to think this way, but because of the experiences I've had over the last five years, now I think this way. And so I love um, discovering and then rediscovering you. And I think that part. Um, is what turns me on. I think the fact that my husband takes the time to not just discover 
the things that t- make me tick and what I think and and cares about, you know, my viewpoint on a matter, but that I can rethink it and redecide what that viewpoint is going to be in the future. Mm. And and we can adjust and have those conversations and you know what I'm saying? So I think that your desire to know me like that through, you know, having conversations and really just exploring our thoughts together, I think it's just sexy. I mean, I think that's I think that's the that should be the ultimate goal because you have to you have to learn people and you have to relearn them. You're always gonna be discovering something new because people change and people evolve. Like you said, you'll change through a conversation or through a, um, an experience and you'll have to relearn that person's view on whatever yeah. that was. Yeah. And really, I just, number one, I've always told you, like, I think you're, I think if you took the, um, that genius exam that she would be considered <laughs> a genius or, or close to it. So my discussion with you really be a, a learning experience a lot of times. And it really be a, of really discovering you and discovering somebody like, like, okay, like why? Like I, I am really enlightened by that fact. And don't get me wrong. It may not be something I agree with. I may totally disagree, <laughs> but it'll still be an enlightenment. Like, Oh, like, well, damn. And there's, there's been plenty of times where, where you said stuff and I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> But I'm going to continue this conversation and I'm going to do old school look for context clues so I can catch up and, and get some explanation. But, but that part right there keeps me in tune with you. That right there turns me on because I'm really like, you know, like she really be knowing her shit. Like as much as I be looking like, she don't know what she talking about. And then I hear you talk, I'm like, damn, she know what the hell she talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me. You're it keeps me. me it's like it's like like she can really teach me stuff. And those that know me, I, as much as goofy as I am, as nonchalant as I am, I just like to learn and experience stuff and be better for the next day. And like the more I can pick up, the more I can learn for the next day and for the next situation, gives me opportunity to approach it and deal with it in a more positive way and not in a dismissive way or in a way where I'm just like, man, whatever, I ain't got time for that. Mm-hmm. Now I can now I can accept it and deal with it because I've gotten some knowledge on it. Look at you working on your boundaries. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I heard, you know. <laughs> working on my boundaries. Yeah. Well, <laughs> remember you said that nonchalant dismissive, you was like, I'm working on that. I'm working on that, people. I be trying to. And just now you was like, Cause I, I want to do better. Yeah, baby. But I dismiss mm-hmm. people because when I be as... As open armed as I am, and it's crazy. It's like I got one arm open and the other arm folded. Because as open armed I am, I still be keeping my distance from certain you, stuff. You have relationships <laughs> with people like if you've ever seen the movie Step Brothers at the end where he went to hug his brother, and they couldn't hug each other. They tried and to they didn't out know. <laughs> <laughs> that is my relationship and it was the most with a lot dysfunctional hug you've ever seen. <laughs> they kind of fought and hugged each other at the same time. That is, that my is how you. With a whole lot that of is your relationship with a lot of people. A lot of people. Like you want them close, but like nah. mm, not, not really. 
That's that. That's that New York in me. Like this feels uncomfortable. Yeah. This doesn't feel natural. I don't know. I don't know why you want your hand behind my back. Right. I don't trust your hand behind my back. Stop it. Oh, right. But you know what's crazy? When you said that, it made me think about the fact that, like, um, when when people have conversations with each other, and y'all, we're not just talking about like these deep philosophical conversations. Oh yeah. It's just the basics, like you know. Um, basic questions like, you know, baby, what do you, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I was thinking about how you're so whatever and just having conversations with your woman throughout the day, mm-hmm. letting her know that, yo, I was thinking about you today. I like the way you put together the outfit. I like the way you did such and such. I really appreciate knowing what her individual likes are and her dislikes. And, you know, it's, um, preferring her in a way that's, you know, um, got the right motives. You know yes. what I mean? And so when you were talking about those slicksters that try to, you know, they read all kinds of books and they <laughs> like to use large words like, you know, uh, you know, the propensity of this and, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Trying to draw you in. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, when people do like that, I think oftentimes for a wise woman who stands back and watches somebody's behavior, they can see straight through the conversation. It has no impact. Um, but for perhaps um, someone who has been emotionally stunted or has been raised under a man who has been a manipulative of women themselves, mm-hmm she may not see through the facade because she, she that's what her role model was. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I talk about men and their, the importance of men and their daughters, because how you treat women, um, your child is going to learn that. My pastor always says, um, more is caught than taught. So you can say a whole bunch of stuff, but your kids are ultimately going to pick up on what you do. And so it's really important that, you know, they see a strong model of a man honoring and respecting a woman so that she knows what she's supposed to get. And you can't just honor and respect her as your daughter and then walk five paces over and cuss her mama out. (laughs) (laughs) It don't matter whether y'all married or whether y'all not together, just disrespect in general, you know, because as a child, she's going to say, well, because I'm my daddy's child, he treats me like this. But when I get married, my husband is going to treat me like my daddy treated my mom. It's not going to. Because that's the relationship aspect that they see. It's not the father daughter. It's the relationship aspect they're Mm. seeing and they're going to. Right, right. You tend to take it as normalcy. Yeah, and and that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, and so those highly intellectual folks that you know um, talk with a dictionary and oversell (laughs) themselves and talk about all kinds of ancient information that only they know that they got straight off the internet, but nobody else can find Mm -hmm. because everybody else doesn't have the depth of knowledge that they have. That may get you in the door. It may even get you late, right? But to maintain it, to maintain a relationship, 
Um, it's not verbal diarrhea where you get to pull it out and throw it on the table and say, measure it. Look what I've got. Look at my depth of knowledge. Look how smart I am. You know what I'm saying? Because that gets old really quickly um, because it doesn't have a value associated with it. But when you are able to intelligently pursue someone in a way that makes them feel valued and heard, that's mm-hmm. sexy. Yeah. That is, you know, a quick a quick ride to, you know. You got to um to glory. To glory. <laughs> I think um you really have to let each other know that you are appreciated, that you are loved and you valued. And simple conversations do that through like for example, earlier today we were, I was looking up some stuff to do, and I found some things to do. And uh, one of them is some something they have on the Atlanta Beltline where you can go into the facility and it looks like you're out in a safari with the um, elephants. And they got the sound system and on and on and on. So we were talking about doing it, and we were like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then you said, you think it's going to last? You think that's going to be like, I was like, I don't know. It just opened up. I don't know if it's for, if it's for good or if it's like a pop-up thing. And then my immediate response was going to be, well, if they do keep it, what do you think is going to happen? You think it's going to evolve? Then I immediately was ready to go into a full-blown <laughs> conversation about it. Like, well, if they do they do stop it, is it going to be through the summer? Is it going to be through the winter? Like, yeah. But I forgot, we were about to do our, um, our Bible study, so that's why I didn't, like, jump deep into it. But that's the type of thing where once you kind of, like, get to a point where you all – you can have just a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. It sparks so much more intellectual thoughts. It sparks that that bond where you can sit with each other and really just talk and not handle business. Yeah. I think a lot of times people just handle business. Their conversation is to handle business and that's it. But it really seems like once you get to a certain level, we weren't always there. But once you get to a certain level, you can actually just have a conversation that bleeds into another conversation, into another conversation where you two are just great. Why weren't we always there? We weren't always there because I'm, I am not now, and I won't even say I am. I do, I do well now, but I wasn't always a talker, communicator. My, My conversations have always been very straightforward, like. What? Huh? Okay. Yes, no. We did. We didn't do. All right, then. Cool. Like my conversations be very straight line. And yeah, I'll give y'all an example. I used to say stuff like, babe, describe your dream house. And this answer I get back, brick. <laughs> Cut it out. It was not that bad. It was bad, but it's not that bad. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but no, when I met you, you could hold a conversation. I hold a conversation. It was just um I think, I think you it, were not used to somebody digging at what you thought and yes. what you what you were interested in. You didn't I don't think you really believed that I cared. And so I would just sit there silently <laughs> with the question in the air. Waiting for him to respond, and then he looked back over me like, "What? What's up?" I was like, "I asked you a question. 
Oh, oh, you wanted an answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you answer. You just wanted a, a deeper answer. Because <laughs> so, it was just too simple. It That doesn't make sense. So then I start asking open-ended questions and stuff you couldn't just say yes or no to. And so one of my favorite things, and I tell this to Dan all the time, one of my favorite things is when we take road trips. Oh, yeah. Why? Why do I love it when we take road trips, baby? Because <laughs> I'm trapped. I can't You're get away tra- from you. He's me. trapped in the car. <laughs> he's trapped in the car. The kids probably have their um, tablets in front of them. They're listening to their headphones. They're completely tuned out, and it's an opportunity for me to sit there and have a conversation with my husband with no interruptions. Which she is makes rare. me drive, so I can't look at my phone. Right? He can't. He can't be on his phone. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He can turn his music on at some point. And we'll talk for maybe an hour and a half, depending on how long the trip is. Uh We'll talk for like an hour, hour and a half. And it'll be fun. And we'll be laughing and joking. And then you turn the air up, which you know is going to put me to sleep. (laughs) And so so then that's the end of it. But It's not intentional. It's the conversation. All that talking makes me hot. (laughs) (laughs) See, he's a sapiosexual. (laughs) <laughs> he's, a, he's turned on by intelligence <laughs> I'm not talking to kill me Nah but yeah I just n- Never been a huge talker And I, I've learned A lot and I've come a lot A long way to um, Communicate more And communicate like With some purpose And not just for this The sake of answering the question So it's made me better it's got me to be able to um, discuss stuff with people and not be, um, not be, I guess, exhausted or tired or whatever they got to say to me and actually mm-hmm. listen to what they're talking about. Because normally I just be like, just listening, like, oh God, please stop talking. Like, how long are you going to keep talking to me? Face, <laughs> but because your face looks so nice and you keep a nonchalant profile, nobody ever knows that's the conversation <laughs> going on in your head. <laughs> And not only that, but you've always had good conversation for those people who you have good relationships with. Oh yeah, we and and that yes, goes back to so. your boundaries because the people that you have good relationships with, you have there's reasons why you have yeah you have you have background you have context you have um, shared values you know enough about them to be able to connect and understand where they're coming from, and so your conversations with people that you're cool with and that you care about are very. Different than when I watch you engage in like maybe a social situation, um, and it's somebody that you don't know. And I literally watch you do this dance with people to see, you know, how oh they seem cool. Let's see how cool they are. And then I see you rapid fire some questions, and then they answer them, and then they ask you some more questions, and you're like, oh, I like this guy. And then it's like, oh, okay. But yeah. if they if they if it, they don't answer it right, I can see you literally starting to see, spin the person around, spin them out, and you're about yep, to walk I'm done. off. Yep, like I my comments, like I, I asked those because I ask questions to see like where you at, and one to see where you are, and two to see if you want to talk to me. Yeah, and I've gotten over the years, I've gotten very skilled at seeing. Okay. You really don't want to talk to me, whether it be what I've already said to you or you just have no interest in having a conversation with me, <laughs> which is fine with me. So once I start realizing that, I'm like, oh, OK, so my conversation, my questions and everything, get they get shorter and less direct and they start to become real superficial. 
Yes. Like, I start asking. Like, I start off like, oh, where are you from? Oh, yeah, what you do? Oh, what school you went to? Okay. And we'll go, I'll do that dance. And then once I realize you don't want to talk to me or you just really don't have anything to say, my stuff will be like, yeah, you know, man, that public shit can be hidden. Like, yeah. it'll get, it'll get <laughs> real random and stupid yeah. to where... We're gonna we're gonna feel uncomfortable, like yeah. So, uh, we're gonna talk about public shaking, really. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It, and I've seen this in social situations where you and I have been somewhere, and we start one of these type of conversations where we start talking, and then it just goes right, and then somebody is standing around us, and they're trying to get a a word in, but just but it's like a, a Homer Simpson type of response, and I'm thinking to myself, and I watch relationships, and I. And I look and I'm like, in my mind, I'm saying, I hope he or she knows that this person is like, if they're doing you like this now where their responses are like one liners or they have not taken They know you're interested in this thing, but they've not taken enough interest in your interest to have an intelligent conversation about it. Uh Then this is never going to change. So if it frustrates you, don't don't think it's going to don't have an expectation of change over time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like in relationships, like the conversation, they're like, "Oh, he's really sweet. I like him. He's got a good job. He's this. He's <laughs> that. You know." And they're like, "Well, what do y'all talk about, girl? Nothing. You just be sitting there staring at the wall." And I mean. You know, and I ask him what he's thinking about, and he's just like, oh, nothing. It's only so many oh, nothings that a girl can take. That you can put up with. Yeah, because I don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm sitting next to someone and they just got a dial tone going in their head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I think, well, for the most part, guys be real simple. So, like, they just be like, yeah, whatever. And they just be kind of, like, done with the conversation. But, however, and there's some guys who really be wanting to have those conversations. But I think everybody is so always on guard and trying to say, well, you don't want to talk about what I want to talk about, so I'm not going to talk about it. And both, Which is a selfish both parties form of are, My yeah, gosh. both parties are, are thinking up. the same way. So then a conversation never gets started. So therefore, both of you just sitting there quietly yeah. instead of either just. Throwing your topic out there and seeing what bounces back to you or trying to find a common topic that you know. We used to fight like that. We used to get into, yeah, we used to have conversations and then one of us would go left. And yes. the other one would be like, oh, no, no, no. You're not finna just throw that out there. That's no. stupid. That don't make sense. <laughs> da, 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 da. How can you say that? And then it is on, y'all. It is yeah. on and popping. We used to have those conversations. We used to have those. And then we'd be mad at each other. Conversations that turn into like, arguments. Like, how can you have such a stupid viewpoint? Yeah. That's the dumbest viewpoint ever. Da, 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 da. But it was, you know, we we, we learned yeah. how to communicate more, fight fair, as they say. Yeah. Now that is a fact. We used to have conversations Debates. that turned into full on arguments yeah. about the dumbest, the dumbest things. Stuff. <laughs> and the viewpoints the viewpoints weren't even bad viewpoints. It was just I don't like what you said. I don't like your viewpoint. So and I don't wanna discuss why I don't like it. I don't like it, so it's stupid. And yeah, that used to be the end dumb. of it. It's dumb that you even think that way. Like I think I remember one time we was having an argument. 
And you was like, nah, because it's like this. I said, you're dumb. And all your friends are dumb. <laughs> I mean, I just, I was irritated. <laughs> I was irritated. I was like, that's a stupid viewpoint. And all your friends are stupid. I said, y'all just have a whole bunch of stupid conversations. You was like, yo. I was like, hey, it is what it is. Sorry. It's Darnell. Shout out to Darnell. But, I mean, I think that's what, that's what ended up happening. People just... Conversations and your intellectual part of your relationship a lot of times doesn't grow, and I think a lot a lot of times that may be why people end up splitting because they're not growing together. Splitting slash cheating, yeah, because it's always a conversation that leads the leads that, to cheating. Yes, it's always a conversation. <laughs> Somebody says something that sparks something in that individual, and so if you wanna if you wanna really see the connection between intellectual stimulation and the outcome of sex like for real for real you know what i'm saying think about how somebody get to the to the point where they start cheating yeah cuz i think a lot of times yeah it's the conversation it's conversation the conversation starts window. Up and you start it's the, saying little stuff back and forth and yeah, then you get into that you get into that explaining why i'm talking to you and not my wife my wife my mm-hmm. husband yeah, you know, I'm telling you, nah, cause listen, let me tell you what happened. Cause she don't, you know, she don't listen. Yeah. She don't really and then that's how understand. That's how she it don't goes. get me. You know what I'm saying? I tried to explain this to her, you know, and she asked me what I'm thinking. And I told her, you know, I was thinking lamp and, and she didn't, <laughs> lamp. she didn't get, she didn't understand it. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Like yeah, lamp and it's lamp. contoured and it's enlightenment <laughs> and man, come on. So I'm going to just say this. I'm going to just say this. If you know, I worry more so about somebody stroking my husband intellectually than somebody stroking my husband physically. Like somebody was literally to walk up and try to grab your privates. You slap their hand away and be like, yo, what's up? Like it, it would be extremely weird and creepy for some random person to walk up and start touching your private areas. It would not work. That's not how you get convinced people to step out on their marriage or their relationships. It's the conversation. So the power of conversation, the power of connecting with someone in a in a way that stimulates their mind, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because the, the mind is the way to a woman's heart, you know what I'm saying? Whereas men are sight prone. Mm-hmm. They are sight prone and they're going to say, then they're going to, you know, I've seen men read books to get in people's draws, <laughs> you know, like whole, <laughs> whole novels. Like, oh, she likes Carl Weber. Bet I'm going to read all about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to read that book. The five love languages. I'm going to read that book. You like the encyclopedia. I'm going to read the encyclopedia because I want to know what is the key to them blue jeans. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. So what, for, for me, you know, there are symptoms of, conversations that like you know I don't know I had a conversation with a girl the other day and I was like I don't know which one I would be angrier about if you got into a emotional emotional physical affair versus a physical like night like a uh, cheat on me either way you die but what (laughs) I'm saying to you is like the cheating on me thing, like it's a physical thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's just say it was a uh, you was drunk and you slept with somebody. God forbid, because I want us all to live for a long time. 
But let's just say that happened. Ah, mm, yeah, I'm going to be extremely angry, but I'm going to be devastated if I find out that you're having an emotional love affair with somebody. Like, cause that, that in my mind, I know it took a lot of, I know it took a lot of conversation from you. I knew it took a, yes, I knew it it was, um, y'all were having some type of stimulation that, um, you preferred over mine. And that, that right there, that, (laughs) that crush a girl ego right there, that, that'll kill it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. mm -mm. I think, um. But I think that's the same. I think it's the same way for either side, because well, either which way. No, I don't think so. If you tell a man that, oh, you know, she's friends with some dude at work, or she's friends with some dude um, where she goes to the gym or whatever, he gonna be like, ah, that's square, that simp, that that. Mm-hmm. He don't like her nah, being around it, that person. It but if you say she slept with him. Oh, it's a war path, baby. It's yeah, a war path. But it all I think it all depends on your on the level of maturity and the level of um the level of love and caring in the relationship you have together cuz either which way I'm going to be on a war path because it either which way it's horrible to me like like you were sitting around talking to this person so you've been talking to this person so you and the person have built a bond. Right. Like you you building a bond with somebody. Oh. It, it means the word a bond whole makes lot. me angry. Exactly. So the physical part is going to make is going to make me angry because it's it's physical. Like you really went out and did something. Like yeah, you you had the that was pure intent and pure. I'm going to go do this. Like I'm leaving the house today and I'm going to go do this. Mm. But the bond part makes you mad because it may have not been intentional. But you allowed it to continue and to continue and continue until no, no, it no, got no, to that no, point. No, 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 no. I think the exact opposite. Uh oh, here we go, y'all. I think the exact opposite. I think that building a bond with someone <laughs> <laughs> is absolutely intentional. Nah. The reason At why some I, point you come said, to understand that you are becoming attracted to this person. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I did say. It keeps building and building, and at no point did you decide. You know what? You didn't pump brakes. This is not right. Like you continue to let it be. So it wasn't in time when you sat down and had those first conversations. You may have just been friendly, just having a conversation. But then you knew when it when it turned that corner to where like I'm starting to feel a certain way about this person, yeah. and I, I need I'm to back secret out. Secret conversations. Yeah, it, the conversations aren't even like. I'm sitting in the house on my phone. It's I stepped outside. I went in the garage. Mm-hmm. I stayed in my car to have a conversation, mm-hmm. um, which I do all the time. I have conversations in my car, and then I tell my husband to, for clarity. It was my it was my homegirl. It was this person. It was that person. Because if he sat in his car on the phone, I would be like, "Who are you talking to that you can't talk to in the house?" And typically, no answer would help. Nah, I wouldn't. Doesn't matter who I was talking to. Nah. She's crazy. Yeah, nah. And I, you know, it's usually somebody from a church, y'all. <laughs> it's a private conversation that my kids are going to ruin if I go in the house, so I just sit there and finish the conversation. But, yeah, I, I don't know. So I think the the mental part of it, I, I really feel like even your sex life is not going to be as good if the 
the intellectual stimulation is lacking. If I can't have a conversation with you and we can't talk about just regular stuff, not things that we need to function our house, mm-hmm. not our kids, not about the stressors in our life, but just conversations about what we value, what we think, how we feel. Like if we can't have that conversation, it it kills the intimacy it kills that the intimacy. makes the love making so great. Yeah, because because there's it's what do we do now? It's like okay, we finished the act. Now what do we do? Just, or or we're going to go. We're going to start. We're going to go have sex. And now, as a woman, I have to figure out how to get myself going because I'm starting. Starting off a cold, from, a, cold from start. a cold start, right? And like a, all it like takes is shabby. for yeah, and for <laughs> and for most men, all it takes is for the woman to take her clothes off, and it's on and popping. Like, yeah, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Whereas she's still laying over there, like, all right, um, I'm gonna need you to do something special because you all by yourself right now. And so it's just one of those things, you know. It's just one of those things. I think. I think. For marriage, if you really want to have a long-lasting um, level of intimacy, which ain't just sex, but it does lead to better sex, you've got to have that intellectual, you know, connection, and that, yeah. and and to purposely stimulate your spouse in that way, you have to be purposeful about it. Yes, you know, what I'm saying if there's something that they like to talk about, if there's something. That you know gets them excited, and they really start talking when you bring it up. You gotta um, invest your time in trying you to figure it out. It. Yeah, and if it's if it's even if it's like her, well, you know, my mom's sister cousin them. Find out what her mom's sister cousin them name is, so you can say, "Oh, you talking about Keisha?" Yes, Why baby you Keisha. Because you like, know that's my go. Is that the go to black name? That's the go to or Tasha. It was the go to black name. That's the go to black name. But you know, if 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 she's talking about it and you say, "Yeah, Keisha," then it's like, oh, I don't even have to explain how I'm connected and related. You're shortening the conversation. You're helping yourself, really. So, what, if you just show a spark of interest in. The things, I mean, just small stuff. Yeah, and I think you know that may be the... Because um, we don't have the same interest in everything. Nah. I think that may be the, the biggest key that you just said. Show interest in what that other person is... Excited about. Excited about, thinking about, constantly bringing up. You got to show interest in it to let them know that, one... You're into the conversation and you're aware of the conversation and this person is not just venting to you because yeah. it can easily turn into a venting as opposed to a conversation. But yeah. When you show that interest and you can follow and bring bring back up, we like you can say, oh, yeah, because last time Keisha says she wasn't going to do it, but she did it this time. It shows, okay. You're tracking. You're tracking. You're attentive. Like, and, we can and, have a full conversation about And we know you don't this. care. <laughs> However, <laughs> we know you don't care about Keisha and him. However, the fact that you care enough about me mm-hmm. to have, to maintain interest in what I care about is important. Because, see, in the midst of all of that, she said he should... We're trying to get to baseline values. And most of the time we're asking for either input 
or we're saying what we're saying because we need a sounding board to come to whatever conclusions in our mind mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I have a Keisha Dem, Keisha, Keisha conversation, it's usually because I'm trying to figure out whether my behavior was appropriate, whether what I want to do is appropriate, or just in general, you know, how to think about the situation because I'm struggling with it. And so it's a lot of times it's not even that I'm looking for an answer. I'm looking to be heard. Yes. And so that is, you know, again. That's what it is. So uh, moral of the story is you have to, you have to be able to communicate and to communicate on a, um, on an intellectual level, on a building level, on a, no, you just said sounding board. I don't like sounding board, but you have to be able to be able to bounce conversation back and forth. You got to be able to. Talk to each other it as if... It should be a dialogue. Yes, yeah, there you, you go. There goes the dialogue. word. You got to be able to have that dialogue. And if you're not having that dialogue consistently, not saying that every day it has to be a two-hour conversation, no. but if you're not consistently just having some dialogue to stimulate each other and let each other know that you care and that you're thinking, you're not just staring off into space, it makes... It makes life a whole lot better. It makes life easier when you be able to when you're able to do that. Yeah, and and I think it. I really think it makes everything. It, does, it, it makes your it makes everything go better. I think it, it makes it'll make your day go better. It'll, it'll make, make your, your life nights, go better. Make your nights, <laughs> go better. <laughs> your nights go better. Because and then in the long run, at least for me, from what I can, what I've learned when I've experienced it gives me something to look forward to when when it's wind down time or when it's relaxed time and you start cutting everything off and you start kind of finding a little your little nook in bed or nook on the corner of the couch it's something to do it's something to look forward to because you can kind of plan out like oh when I get home I'm gonna talk to my baby about that or when I get a chance we're gonna talk about this so it makes everything better. So um, in closing, oh, I know what I want to ask you about before we um before we get out of here. So we're we're recording this on um what the thirtieth slash the first. Um, Bill Cosby got let out, or they mm-hmm. overturned his conviction. His conviction. What is your quick snapshot opinion on that? My personal Anthea opinion. Yes, your personal Anthea opinion. Mm. Who else will we have? <laughs> Because I was going to get real politically correct just now. But I will say that he's a black hero, y'all. <laughs> he's so stupid. <laughs> I will say this. I don't think he should be unaccountable. Um, and I think considering the years he probably has left, he has paid a price. But probably not the price that some people would have anticipated. I feel like if he is guilty for all of the things that he's accused of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us would say, well, it would have only been fair if he was addressed when it was happening. You know what I'm saying? I hate that it went on for as long as they say it went on, and so many people had to be addressed before somebody spoke up or before people did the right thing about it. I mm-hmm. don't think his conviction was 
wrong based off of the fact that he's innocent. I think his yeah. conviction was overturned based off of the justice system and the way they went about his conviction. Mm. I think it was much of a railroad job and a lot of, you know, a lack of evidence. I'm surprised it ever went through in the first place. Yeah. But does he deserve to be in jail? Yes. But if it means that you shortcut the justice system, then no. Let God have his justice in the end because mm-hmm. he will. Yes. And um, my views are similar. I think um, if he is guilty of what they said he was, then yes, he deserves to be in jail. He um, deserved to be in jail longer than what he's what he's spent so far. Absolutely. The um, based on how everything proceeded and everything went about, he deserves to be out because things weren't done one hundred percent supposed to be done correctly. We let and, uh, murderers out for less on technicality. Yeah, so I, and not to say that his, you know, his crimes is less, or whatever. But um, he got sentenced to what three to ten. He did three years, so there's chances he would have been out soon anyway. But I do believe that in the end, he's going to he's going to quote face unquote and get behavior. get what he deserves because it's clear we you know where there's smoke, there's fire. So it's clear that yes. something was happening. Yes. It's it is a shame that it went on for so long and yes. so many people were affected by it. Yes. But I mean, hey, he got out. I don't think it's necessarily a if you want to celebrate anything, you can celebrate the fact that the justice system was kind of skewed and he was able to get out based on that. Yeah. But I don't I, think I we should celebrate him being out. Him being out just off of yeah, he's out of there. Look what he did. He still got out. No, I don't think we should celebrate I, I'm that. I'm not gonna celebrate his. Uh, I, this is the thing. I people say these things about like R. Kelly and all these other people. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I can separate people's behavior. Yes, I can separate clearly the person from the character or personality. Act. Yes, sometimes your acts are not all of who you are. If you took your worst, the worst thing you've ever done, and that was the headline for the rest of your life, oh man, that would be that would be awful. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have. I would be. I would be single. I wouldn't have any friends. Um, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? So nothing. I'd be under I seventy five someplace. <laughs> right, right, right. Somebody would been kill me. But what I'm saying to you is like, I think sometimes we tend to take people's behavior, which. When you learn more about childhood trauma, when you learn more about um, learned helplessness and other learned behavior through generations and through family, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, Um, patterns, you start to understand that a lot of the behavior that people exhibit didn't start with them. Yeah, it was, that wasn't something that just popped up. It was something that was brewing. For some people, it did pop up. But in most cases, it's something that was learned behavior and mm-hmm. their beha- they're acting out their behavior what they doing is a symptom is only a symptom of a bigger issue. And so when I think about fair and not fair and I know you said 30 seconds but I'm just going to say Bill Cosby going to jail, R Kelly going to jail. They are in my opinion the least of the problem because their identi- their behavior can be easily identified. And they can be easily addressed. They can be vilified for it. They can be easily addressed. Mm-hmm. You could go. Sh- I'm not gonna, you know, promote violence. But if somebody was to do something, 
you know what I'm saying? Then that would be that one person. But I think we get so lost in the culture that surrounded that, that, that person that, that allowed mm-hmm. that to happen. Yes. You think you think those women got drugged and uh, this happened over and over and over and over again and nobody, nobody knew. knew about it. Nobody ever said anything. And when yeah. these when these women would make these allegations, the people that were very aware of it and knowledgeable of it kept their mouth shut. Yeah. So I, I think fair is all of them serving yeah. some time. I think mm-hmm. all of them having to account for their silence is just as important as, as his the behavior. Person doing it, yeah. Because there was somebody, whether it be security, um, stage yeah, and director, I think, I think a lot of those women hand. would not have lived with the horror that they lived with had somebody at least said, I see you, mm-hmm. what happened was wrong, and I stand with you. Yeah. Because some a lot of people can get through the horror of what happened, but it's the I can't heal from it because I'm still angry and there's been no justice and I feel unvindicated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and I think that about a whole slew of celebrities that engage in inappropriate behavior. Yeah. It's it was not a one man show. No. It was a team approach. Yeah. Which, you know what I'm saying? Which is the case in a lot of um crimes, miscarriages, justice. Yeah. Give a lot that, of times give them that it's, Florida rule. It's the um it's the totality of things that end up making it so egregious because so many people knew, so many people had their hands in the pot and yeah. so many people turned their head and closed their eyes. Man. For whether and it be that's for the money part that's so awful. or laziness or just I don't want to be involved. Like I got nothing to do with that. If or they, they were or they were or they were for sale. Yeah, I said it's money. It's like you know what? Hey, look, this is what's going down tonight. Just open the door and walk away. Yep. And that's where we are, unfortunately. Well, folks, we got a little, little deep there at the end. But um, anyway, appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate everybody listening. We will continue to um bring you some content. We're still gonna do our uh, what blindfolded cake making thing we were supposed to do. Somebody asked me about that the other day. Did they? That video is coming soon. We appreciate people saying stuff to us all the time about listening, about following through on us, and it's awesome. They say it to you. They say it to me, I guess, because um, I don't know. People want to talk to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, don't yeah. Know. I make myself available. I don't know. But um, appreciate you all. Everybody have a wonderful evening. You all be easy until next time. Oh, my God.